Good morning, and welcome to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN, where our goal every Sunday is to entertain, enlighten, and expose you to information that could lead to positive change in your life. I'm Larry Hardesty. This morning, we welcome back friends of the show. They are the Cruz Brothers. This morning, it'll be Randy, who, along with Joe Jr., have put together a phenomenal basketball tournament at Orchard Beach called Hoops in the Sun. Now, I know you Skywalkers, high flyers, deadly three-point shooters are ready to show what you got, and we can tell you how you can get involved or maybe just enjoy watching some hoops with the family. So, as we always tell you, make sure you have that pencil, pen, piece of paper handy, smartphone, iPad, or whatever you use to take down some valuable information that you're here this morning. And as always, we thank you for making us a part of your day, whether preparing for an early run or perhaps a sunrise service. We'll begin this edition of New York Sports and Beyond talking summer basketball in the Bronx. On 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Well, Hoops in the Sun Group, Inc., HITS, is a community-based basketball program dealing primarily in the streetball industry. The Hoops in the Sun basketball program is held at Orchard Beach in the Bronx, New York, where according to the New York Daily News, over 700,000 people will visit the beach during the summer weekends. It provides a recreational activity for adults and youth and an entertainment outlet for beach-going spectators of all ages. And you can play some hoops. Join me in welcoming back, yeah, friend of the show, normally with his brother Joe Jr., but this morning, Randy decided to get up early and join us on New York Sports and Beyond. Hey, Randy, good morning. Good morning, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? Doing good, man. Can't complain. Good to hear your voice, man. Oh, it's great to hear your voice, my friend, after a year off. We'll talk about that in a second, but... Because you've been away, we may have some new uh, listeners to the program. Take us through the history of Hoops in the Sun. So the the, the shorter version is that uh, it's, it's a basketball tournament held at Orchard Beach in the Bronx. We are embarking on season number 21. Wow. Uh, we started back in 2000. Uh, season 21 would have happened last year, but with the pandemic, we had to postpone everything. Um, it, it's a family-safe, healthy environment for, for kids from 10 to so adult boys and girls, um, like I said, uh, uh, a 20-year tradition that my dad started with an idea going to Venice Beach, California back in, in, in the late 90s and coming home to one of his favorite, you know, summer hangouts, Orchard Beach. They were going through renovations at the time in 1999, and, you know, him being an avid basketball fan uh, growing up, he said, you know what, I want to start a basketball tournament. My brother and I said, you know, we love the idea. Where do you want to do it? He said, Orchard Beach in the Bronx. So um, we started back in 2000. Unfortunately, he, you know, he, he passed away back in 2004. So my brother and I, and I and our staff have been running it ever since. And we can't wait to get back at the beach, man. So take me through this now. As you look back in preparations for the 21st year, reflect mm-hmm to me on where you've come, how far you've come from, from where you started it with your dad to where it is 21 years later. I, you know, Larry, it, it, it's weird because when, when we started, my brother was still, you know, in college, you know, the, the latter part of his college career. And, you know, I was still in, in high school, mid high school, 15 years old. And, you know, to, to just learn from my dad and how everything works. And people just think you, you, you run a tournament and, you can make the uniforms and, and you get referees and you just go out there to the court and say jump ball. But there's a lot of things that people don't know about of how long the process is, what goes into a process with sponsors, with permits, with finding teams, 
with uniforms, apparel. It's just so many, you know, so many things going on that, you know, I had to grow up really fast in this in this kind of, you know, environment of streetball and, you know, getting to know the, the, the right people, the proper people, and, and supporting, you know, you know, getting that support from those um, higher-ups. And uh, my brother Joe and I have, have grown up really fast, and, and, you know, we're in our mid-30s, um, early 40s. And it's crazy because it, we feel like we've been in, in this game so long, but we're still so young. Uh, two minority Puerto Rican uh, kids that are doing a, a great thing for their community uh, up in the Bronx and Orchard Beach, and we work with the great people up there at the Parks Department, and they've been very supportive. And um, it, 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 it's a fun business, a fun kind of genre to get into, uh, but trust me, it, it, it's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> no, I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> um, aside, let's put the business aside of to the side for this for a second let's talk about what it means to the community randy what does it mean to have the ability for people in that area to bring their families out just to watch some basketball or you know to have them know that their kids are okay because they're going to watch some basketball and they know they're going to be safe in this era of come on randy let's look and you look at the websites you look at tv you look at the internet Crime is going up, my friend. This is the coming out of this pandemic has been a really, really crazy situation. What does what does this tournament mean to the to the community? I, I think I think last year proved it. I think you know not only for us but you know other tournaments in the city. Like as you mentioned, crime was going up, and it, it is summertime here in New York City. And you think it's just going out, family vacation, barbecues, and, and regular hangouts. But without without that that outlet of competitive sports. Um, in the summertime, it, it really showed how much people really appreciated what we do. And you know, like, you know, like I've been saying, we've been doing this for so long that last year you just kind of sat back and you you were able to get that break to really understand how hard you've been going doing the same thing for so long. And then when something like that gets taken away from you and from the kids and other adults and parents, you know, it, it, it's a big void to fill. Then it's like, all right, what do we do? Where do we go? How do we still provide an outlet for kids to just work out? You know, get a get a camp, get a clinic going on. So it, in that time frame, you know, my brother and I had to be re- really creative of what to do, not only for last year of what, of what we could provide for kids, but going forward, like what other programming can we do? Not only in the summertime, but also all year round programming, which is something that we're still working on now. Um, but like you mentioned, the crime going up, it was sad to hear about, you know, what was going on here in New York. And, and then, again, in hindsight, you say, hey, man, if we had some of basketball, would that be happening? And I really feel that way that, you know, that's why it's such a blessing to have all the tournaments come back this summer. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. It, you know, it, it really fills a void for everybody, not only for adults, but especially kids and for, and for parents as well, because they've been, this is something they, they've been used to for so long for over 20, 25 years. And I, I really feel that last year you, you got that appreciation of, of not only what we do, you know, off the court, but also on the court. There's no question about it, man. You, you, what you guys have done in that community has been a lifesaver. You don't realize how many lives you have saved by giving mm-hmm. kids an alternative instead of hanging out with somebody who might be negative to just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go watch some hoops. Randy, as I get older, I realize that 
life is about options, my friend. And the more options uh-huh. you have, the better off you are. Be it whatever we're talking about, be it financially, be it job opportunities, be it life, be it be it friends, you know, and, and the fact that, you know, you provide an opportunity, an option for these kids to go and watch some hoops or to participate in some hoops, man, it's life changing. I agree because again, these tournaments are not, you know, just for just to play like or you know, you can also when you age out, you can you can come back to work in, um, at, at, at the tournament. You might get looked at by a, a high school coach or a college coach or a D1, you know, GV kind of person and say, hey, you know, I, I like your game. I might, I, I might want to sign into a contract. So when, when no tournaments were going on last summer, everybody lost out. And, again, I know the kids lost out on playing too, but also when it comes to the adults, you know, some of the tournaments are like their NBA to get the workout, to play that full 48 minutes outside, and, and to also get looked at by someone overseas or someone in the league or someone who they might know. So you're kind of playing for, like, that look for that contract and everything with social media, you know, with, with followers and likes and everything. You might, get, you might get that one person to see your highlight and be like, listen, I like what you're doing. Come visit my school or, or whatever. So all that was lost. And, and I feel like, like I said earlier, it was really – it felt humbling. It felt like – you know, we all needed that that break for doing what what, what, we, what we've been doing. If there was if there was no pandemic, obviously we'll we'll still be going. But I felt like it kind of put into perspective of of how fast we were going, and everybody needed just to just chill and relax and kind of uh, like a like a hard reset. Like, mm. what do you do coming back? Like, do you do, do you come back the same as a tournament? Do you come back the same as a person? Do you come back the same as a business guy? Uh, what is different about you and your brand that people could say, you know what, that pandemic kind of helped this tournament out because now they're, they're doing bigger things and more creative things and, and providing more outlets for those adults and kids as well. That's great. My guest is Randy Cruz. He and his brother carrying on their dad's tradition of Hoops in the Sun, which is a summer basketball tournament at Orchard Beach. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. When New York Sports and Beyond returns, when does Hoops in the Sun start? How can you watch the tournament? Can you get a team? We'll answer that next on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for stopping by New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Let's continue my conversation with Randy Cruz from Hoops in the Sun. All right, Randy. Uh, tournament time is coming up, my friend. Let's talk about it. When do we start? How many teams? Is it too late to get the team? Talk to me. Uh, right now, it might be too late, but you just never know. Um, one team or two might bail out at the last minute, but hopefully not because we start July 4th weekend, so that's a week and a half uh, from now. And, um, and listen, I, I can't wait. We got about 50, 55 teams total. Wow. Majority, majority, majority of those are youth teams. So we only have eight unlimited. Um, so do the math. That's a 40, 40 and change of, of just high school teams, elementary teams, uh, teams from 12U to 19U. We got boys. We got girls. We got middle school, top of, top of the notch um, high school elite AAU teams and, and, and actual high school teams playing. So that's part of the one, you know, part part of the things that we wanted to add was having not only high school AAU teams but also high school actual high school teams participating in the tournament. So that that you know that that's a brand new feature this mm. summer. So um, not too late, I, I would say. But we start in a week and a half, July 4th weekend. We go every Saturday and Sunday from 10 o'clock in the morning till seven at night. 
we're projecting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, we're projecting to end uh, no later than August 29th. So obviously, you know, us missing out on June. You know, we would usually start Father's Day weekend and, and, and end in the middle of August. But again, everything is brand new. You know, we got to adjust. You know, we got the COVID uh, restrictions going on. So obviously, those who want to participate in or just check it out, to get, you know, wear the mask and hand, hand sanitize, social distance and stuff like that. So even though we keep hearing that some of those restrictions might get lifted July 1st, we're still going to promote that and, and, mm-hmm. and, and um, educate people that just because it's lifted doesn't mean we go back to normal. So um, that's one of the main things that we got to go through with the Parks Department that, you know, that we're going to be running just to make sure that everything is top-notch with the people there and COVID restrictions and um, it's a brand new year for everybody, so we're adjusting on the fly as we speak. But you know, my brother and I are always up for the challenge. So, take me through the thought process now of having regular high school, and this is that's uh, as an example. I'm a proud alum of Alfred Emanuel Smith High School in the Bronx. So, you're telling me that the if 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 the whole school Alfred e. Smith High School team could play, and there's a separate high school tournament team. Right, so usually we have, you know, two years ago we, we did the, the 19U. So mm-hmm. that was just all straight high school teams. Gotcha. Um, so my brother and I um, had the idea from a friend of ours named Elliot Rosado. He was like, yo, listen, I, I think what could be cool is that, you, you know, keep your AAU teams, but also try to get these high school teams like St. Raymond's, like, um, you know, Mount Vernon, um, you know, Wings Academy, Bishop Lachlan, you, you, you're you getting a real actual high school team put together because now mm. with the pandemic, you know, they they missed out on time too. So they're looking to play ball out, um, outside as well. So you create one division with your AAU teams and you create a separate division with your actual high school teams because I think it's easier to get your team together and, and get somewhere where you know who the roster is. Mm-hmm. So... That's, that that was the that was the, the the forefront of the planning, and again, I don't think it's been done in New York so far as far as different tournaments um, to get actual high school teams to come in, like just a straight division of just high school teams. Mm-hmm. And then like the plan is to the winner of that division will play like just a regular bragging right kind of game against the winner of that AAU division. Mm. So um that's the plan not many people know that but that's the that's the incentive that, that we, you know my brother and i want to give out this year again everything's brand new mm-hmm. and we want to promote different things that we're not going to stay the same with our branding with our tournament like you know to also to entice players to play and teams to play you know they got to know like all right this is this ain't happening nowhere else i i definitely got to play ball here you know randy that's a great that's a great idea because now you have the opportunity for high school teams and coaches to get a jump on other teams in their division or their conference because they get to play together and they get to play probably teams that are better than they are, okay, maybe individually talent-wise, and you can see where you stand, what you have to work on and whatnot. I think it's a great opportunity. It's great. It's a great idea. Thank you. And, again, like people who came in, who came into, that, into this high school season looking to play and, mm-hmm. you know, did not get any games – just a way to build chemistry, camaraderie for the following season. And like I said, there was no games for them during the year. And just to provide another outlet for them, especially in the summertime outdoors, I, th- I think it's a great idea. 
No question. Now let's talk about the ladies, uh, Randy, and and you and your brother. When you've been on the show previously, you've talked about how the ladies have improved, how how good they are. They're getting bigger. You're getting more teams, and this year mm-hmm. th- that hasn't changed, right? No, we uh, we brought back the high school girls. I think that's one of the more elite uh, divisions that we have. Uh, they come back bigger and better every year. Uh, they more stacked, and those teams are looking to try to win a championship and. Um, you know, we, we promote them just as much as we do the, the high school boys and, and the Unlimited. So, um, again, just having the girls play on the beach, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great sight to see. And I know they're, they're coming fully loaded, and I can't wait for that. Now, Randy, let's talk a little bit about when we talk about the pandemic last year, let's talk about trying to get this back this year and the conversation with your sponsors who, let's be honest, took some hits last year economically, right? And so Correct. what was that conversation like? How were you able to get your sponsors back? Let's talk, let's talk about some of the sponsors. Of course, <clears throat> ESPN and ESPN Radio are part of the crew. <clears throat> let's get that out there right now. But you know, and, and so we're happy to be a part of it. And let's talk about us and, and the rest of the sponsors who are there to make sure that you have enough shirts and the referees are taken care of and the, and the pre- people watching the clock and all the all the nuances, right? All the little things, Randy, that make the make the tournament work. Well, first of all, just know that ESPN New York is always invited. You can come anytime you want. Uh, I, I got a tent for you. I got a chair for you. I got some food for you. <laughs> so no matter what, you let me know, and we'll get it popping. Um, I think that is probably the most difficult part of this whole process is, is the sponsors and the financial stability. Again, we can all, we we can say, hey, I want to come back, and I got teams and then it's like you can't really do anything without not saying you're dependent on a sponsor, but I, I think what I'm trying to say is to have they that help. financial yeah that financial they stability help. like you can you can't do things for free. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we all would want to to do that, but you know, to be honest, Larry, when April came, we, we were still thinking there was no tournament pandemic still going on. There was nothing going to happen in New York. So once the mayor started talking and and then things got rolling, it was like, oh, okay, I guess we're going to do a tournament now. And then, like, we're two months out, then it's like, who can we really get for an apparel uh, sponsor or beverage or health provider? And it's been real real challenging. Some of our sponsors who were there in 2019 are no longer there. Um, mm. Quite a few have come back, but on a smaller scale, and we, we definitely understand the situation. But, like, like the old saying goes, Larry, that the show got to go on. That's and right. I can't just be like, listen, you know, just because I don't have money, um, I can't do a tournament because they're doing a disservice to those kids and those adults and those, and, and those families who look for who look forward to coming to Orchard Beach every every single summer because they could be anywhere in the world, anywhere in the country for vacation with family, and they're there at Orchard Beach watching, watching basketball mm-hmm. or watching their kids play basketball. So... That's been the toughest part. Getting teams have been tough. I, I, I keep it real, and it's just the nature of the way we, the way we live now. Some just don't trust the the whole situation, which I totally get. Um, some just have kind of outgrown playing, you know, playing street ball, or have kind of aged out. So, mm. and you know, like I said, getting sponsors and getting teams have been the major pushback for my brother and I. But we've been pushing through it and trying to get people involved and. Whether now or at the last minute, um, they can be involved. But I think every tournament is taking a hit when it comes to that. Yep. Um, but 
still, it's, it, it, it's got to go on, and we're, we're going to make it happen regardless. So what that, what that translates to, ladies and gentlemen, is to make sure that every Saturday and Sunday for the month of July, starting the 4th of July till near the end of August, we got to show up. Because if we show up, sponsors say, oh, they got people on the benches, they got people in the seats. We need to have our signature out there. We need to have our, our, our stuff out there. We need to be a part of this. And so when Randy and his brother Joe go back to the table next year, okay, they got some more people who are scouting out there to see because here's what happens, Randy, and you can you know this as well as I do. Mm. All the spies come out. <laughs> Let me just see what's happening in this tournament. Wow, look True. at that. And they go back, got a little video, or as you guys do a great job putting your video out on highlights and stuff like that, then they check this out and they go back mm-hmm. to, you know, corporate sponsors. And when they start putting their money together next year, they say, you know what? We have to spend our money over here because they got people in the seats that's supporting this. That's how it works, Randy. And you know what? You know, it's real quick, Larry. It feels like, like I mentioned earlier, we've been doing this for 20 years in a row and we had the year off and it feels like it feels like you have to you have to audition again you have mm-hmm. to promote yourself all over again it's like everything now is social media how many followers and how many right. views you get for a highlight are you on twitter are you on instagram facebook and that's it again that's just the nature of the, the times that we live in so as you mentioned if you've got people in the seats in the bleachers and there's a crowd it's a good game good highlight i've sponsored my seat at and be like hey you know tell me more about that you know what i want to come next week you know let, let's sit down and talk i think so it, you know it's, it, it's all networking so mm-hmm. again I, I feel like we're we're coming back for year 21 but it feels like year two yeah, <laughs> year three yeah. like you gotta start all over again and kind of get that get that buzz back and i know it's gonna be a little you know weird in the beginning i feel like it's like a first day of school for me it's like man, i gotta <laughs> i gotta do this gotta do that i gotta tell people where we at again yeah. it, it, it just but after a while, I think after a week or two, we kind of get a band together and, you know, hopefully we get some, some top-notch players and, and some top-notch highlights to get the buzz going. But, you know, regardless, man, I'm just happy that we're back. I'm happy that Street Ball is back in New York City. It was it was a miss. It was needed. My brother and I look forward to this every single year to live on my dad's legacy and to also create our own legacy. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm rocking and rolling, just waiting for my uniforms to get here, and then uh, we should be ready to go July 3rd. My guest is Randy Cruz. He and his brother, along with their dad, started Hoops in the Sun up in Orchard Beach at the Pelham Bay part of the Bronx. And uh, this is their 21st year, and they're doing a great job. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Coming up, Obi Toppin played at Hoops in the Sun. And how about this? We can watch the Knicks, and they were not in the NBA draft lottery. This is New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Let's conclude my chat with Randy Cruz. He and his brother, partners in Hoops in the Sun, a basketball tournament at Orchard Beach. Randy, let's brag a little bit now. You got some top-notch NBA players that that pop up there and sometimes participate on these teams. You've had Kemper Walker, Lance Stevenson, Ron. Listen, I'm going to say Meta World Peace, but I believe Ron, Ron has changed his name a third time. So, you know, yeah, but yeah. everybody knows Metal World Peace. And Obi uh, Toppin's dad, Duncan's Delight, has been in your tournament. Talk a little bit about how the NBA players have supported uh, Hoops in the Sun over the years. Well, first of all, man, I, I, I want to say I'm really pr- proud of Obi Toppin. Um, you know, he just he was just a kid who played in our tournament. He, he was at our tournament when he was a, a, a very young kid. You know, mm. him and his brother Jacob 
and when their dad was playing, my dad knew um, their dad knew my dad first, obviously, and you know he's been around for so long. And it was draft night, Larry. It was just like, man, if Obi was to get drafted by the Knicks, that'll be a, such a great story. And just seeing that, and seeing the kind of year he had, I understand Randall was the All Star, and then you know most improved player, and some people could say he didn't get enough time. I was one of the, the people who said that, you know. Obi should get more playing time, but it just it's hard to play behind an All Star. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I got faith in him that coming next year, he'll be a better player, be more, more, you know, more ready. There was no training camp, there was no summer league for him. So once he gets that under his belt, I know he, you know he'll be good to go. But so I'm really happy for him, um, the mom and the dad, Obi and Ronnie. Um, but yeah, man. So the you know NBA players again, you know how it is, man. It just you get lucky. Show up. <laughs> you, you never know who might pop up, and yep. you might hear, "Hey, X, Y, and Z is coming," and then the game happens, and they don't show up. So, um, you mentioned Lance Stevenson, Kimba Walker, Ronald Test, um, Joe Kim Noah has been out there. Jimmy Fredette has been out there. So I can go on and on, but it just we we really appreciate those guys coming out because they can be anywhere. I mean, it's, it's the off season. They don't got to be New York. You know, they don't got to be at a street ball tournament, but they want to see you know what the what the buzz is all about. And eventually, at some point in time, they they might be like, "Listen, do you got an extra uniform? I want I want to play right now." Mm. So we're working on getting NBA sanction. Mm. We okay. are NCAA sanctioned, so we're we're covered by that. So, and I know it's a pandemic year, so some might not be willing to play. Some might be. So it's just the luck of the draw. But I think um, you know we're still waiting for that that one that one heavy hitter to just take this to the moon and. Mm-hmm. Whoever that might be, come along our way and make it happen. But um, and then I I, I got to think the teams who who bring the top talent, NBA, college, high school, don't matter. It just kind of get the word out there that there is a tournament here in New York. Some Larry, some people don't even know there's a beach in the Bronx, and we have to still yeah. sell that that mm-hmm. notion there is a beach in the Bronx. It's it's cool. It's getting better. It's healthy. It's safe and everything. So. Um, anytime you get a top-notch player from any part of the world, it's just a great feeling for us because now it's like we feel like we're, you know, that that official stamp of approval on the map to compete with some of the top-notch tournaments, not only in New York but also across the country. So um, I thank them. I, I hope they come out this summer just to check it out, show support. They want to suit up. That's on them. So um, I can't wait, man. Randy, can we just take a couple of minutes to enjoy – Talking about the Knicks again. Look, all due respect to the to the Brooklyn Nets and their props. They, uh-huh. you know, they they they, you know, injuries stopped them. I think they could have had a shot at the championship. All right, but you know, injuries are part of the game. It happens. Maybe they come back next year and do it. But can we just uh-huh. talk for a minute about the Knicks this year, man? How many years have we been on this program, Randy? You and your brother are talking about. Dag, we sure wish the Knicks would be good again. Man, we sure miss them days when the Knicks was in the postseason. Finally, yeah. Randy, we had some we had some hype this year. I agree because one, you know, like I told you before, like you know, I I, I work with the Knicks, you know, helping out with some clinics and fan development stuff. So just me even being an, an employee of them, um, and just happy to see that there is a that sense that they're going in the right direction. It's a different culture. We're not making any stupid moves or trades or signings or anything like that. So um, to see this team not only make the playoffs but be a top-four seed in the Eastern Conference, it just still bewildering to me because it's like, you know, 
our expectations were, all right, we might be in a playing game, in you know, 7 mm-hmm. AC playing game, and I'll, I'll, I'll take that. But to be a top four seed in the first year under Tom Thibodeau and to see the improvement of Randall for where he came from with the Lakers and the Pelicans and just becoming a guy that you can go to down the stretch and 24-10 guy. Um, and then obviously the one part I do hate is that there were no fans in the yeah. garden every, every night because I know that's a whole different feeling, a whole different environment for everybody. Um, but I know coming back next year the fans will be there. But I'm happy, man. I, I, I really feel like they're one or two smart moves away from being a contender in the playoffs. What those, what those moves are, I don't know because I'm not the GM, mm-hmm. but I know the, 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 the ceiling is higher for them. They're on the rise. they got a bunch of young guys. Like I, like I mentioned, OB quickly was a, a great player this year. Um, D. Rose, you know, where would the team be without Derrick Rose mm-hmm. and what he was able to do off the bench? Um, but I think having Tom Thibodeau on board was a major plus for them, seeing the improvement of Randall. And it's like, all right, now what? Now we're like, you know, yeah. we're not in the draft lottery. We're not talking about changing coaches, and we got to trade this guy, trade that guy. Everything is on even keel now. Like now, it's like we're taking our time with everything. And if we do make a big deal, I'm pretty sure it'll be a smart deal to get a guy to come in and really change, to continue to change the culture. But we're not a laughing stock no more. We're more we're more relevant. I know there are a lot of Brooklyn Nets fans in the city who want to see KD, Kyrie, Harden win a championship. I'm a big KD fan, so mm-hmm. I know Knicks fans would kill me. But like, hey, listen, if the Knicks did not win, did I still want to see KD win? Cause that's my favorite player. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, do, do I want Brooklyn to win? But <laughs> <laughs> KD's my guy, and I love Kyrie and Harden, so it was tough. But um, it. Listen, if those three guys come back healthy next year, they, they, they're going to win it. So yep. um, I just wanted to make it a little competitive if they're all healthy, but mm-hmm. I know my next will be a way better team next year. Yep, there's no doubt about that. And what you said about Obi Toppin a couple of minutes ago is true. You saw in the playoffs he was not the same player as he was earlier in the season. Okay, he was comfortable, confident. You could see the playing time. Mm-hmm. People, don't, people don't realize, Randy, mentally – and Walt Clyde Frazier talks about it on the broadcast all the time. Mentally, your confidence is so important. Everybody says, oh, he can skywalk, he can slam, he can do all this stuff. Yeah, because mentally they're confident that they can't be stopped. When you're a young player, and as you mentioned, you don't have the type of off-season stuff that you normally do, and you're going in there trying to find time, and you know, you're looking over your shoulder, you know, one mistake and you're out. <laughs> as you start right. to get more comfortable and start to perform and gain more confidence, you get more playing time, and with more playing time, we saw what this kid could do well he, he definitely got more playing time i felt like the crowd helped him out too because later on when the crowd started coming he felt more comfortable i think he's a, he's a he's a kid that drives off the energy from the crowd and when mm. you're playing in front of an empty arena it's like what what can spark me or what can spark my confidence if if, 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 if i'm low down there what can really get my game going and i think that's really that's what really helped Obi. And again like i said i've seen this kid when he was five years old and then mm. he played in, at, at the beach you know when he was 16 17 years old and you saw the potential just the height the length just he, he he's he's like oh he's just like obadiah topping like wow you just a real image of your dad and just the athleticism and what you can do man i think the sky's the limit um i'm proud of him i'm, I'm happy for him where he can go i think people i think people you know have slept on him they wanted halliburton and i get it and 
they were, you know, in, in, in the early portions, they thought he was a boss. And I'm like, you got to give this kid time, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not defending him because I, I know him, but I just feel like if you give this kid time and the proper work ethic and the proper the, the summer camp training and all that, he could be a really, really good player for, for the team because that's the energy kid you need on this team. Mm-hmm. And quickly, those guys are going to be there for the long haul. And, you know, going forward, Tom Thibodeau is just going to have to trust Obi a little more. Yeah, and you know, and and I think he's earned more trust, and therefore, mm-hmm. as you earn it, you get more playing time. Randy, here's exactly. what's uh, something that's really cool that that um, I'm hearing about up there, and that is the deteriorating pavilion at Orchard Beach, where the work, which is a landmark, has been put on hold because of the Corona pandemic and everything. Now that's back in action. How important is that to? you guys and making it not not that it's an eyesore right but that you know it makes it more inviting it makes it more pretty it makes it more comfortable pleasing as you pass by that to go watch some hoops i agree because when i was younger um i i recalled that pavilion being you know in a lot better shape a lot more people there was eating places restaurants drinks ice cream all that good stuff and it, it just you know, when you came to the beach, the two crowded places were that area right there and and the basketball court. So and, and also the the place where they have the stage for the concert. So um, we were we were on a meeting with them two months ago, going over the whole layout and the planning, and it looks very it looks it looks, it looks very nice, man. Like just five years away, though, I think four four to five years away, the most. Mm. Um, but. It just it brings in more money, more people, more eyeballs, more of a more of a summer nightlife kind of feel to it. It's it, it, again, it's not Venice, it's not you know <laughs> South Beach, but if you want to get to that to that you know that portion, then what you're doing now with the pavilion is going to get you there. So more people, more eyeballs, and um, going to make people stay at the beach longer, going to make people go to the beach just for that reason, along with the basketball and other stuff going on. So that place really needed the help that it's getting. Because I tell my brother all the time, like, this just would be so packed and people selling suntan lotion and towels and whatever you wanted there, whatever accessory you wanted there, food, whatever, it was right there for you. And just the last few years, it just didn't feel like they – they didn't take care of it as much as they should have. And mm-hmm. I think they, they, they noticed that now and, and noticed what kind of, what kind of impact it could have if it was top notch. And I'm, I'm glad for that. I'm happy for that, that they, they realize it, they're, they're planning it out. And I think, like I said, four to five years, they should be able to get it done. And, you know, sometimes depending, it could be less, right? So the important yeah. thing is once again is, Support right, and the folks in the area call call your your you know your politicians and make sure they're on it. Make sure they continue to get this done, because all that all that benefits the community. All that that's more jobs, that's more opportunities, that's more exactly. things to keep people you know engaged. And Randy, keep people hopeful that things can get better where they are. No matter how good it is, it can always be better, right? Exactly, I agree that you can. Out of the pandemic, you can still make something happen out there, you know? Mm-hmm.
No question about it. All right, my friend, in the remaining uh, minutes that we have, let's review. Let's make everybody know where, when the tournament starts, how long the tournament is, how we can find out the schedules. I know you guys have a great website. You've got a Twitter. You've got Instagram. Hit it. Uh, again, man, Season 21, Hoops mm. in the Sun, Orchard Beach in the Bronx, uh, run by Joe Cruz, Randy Cruz. Uh, we're 2021 season will go from July 3rd till August 29th, Saturday and Sundays from 10 o'clock to 7 o'clock at night. Um, we got, you can find us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Hoops in the Sun. Where we're still working on updating the website, which is hoopsinthesun.com. Got some cool sponsors on board. The apparel, the, the uniforms are, be, are being made by Wooter Apparel. They're back with us. Nice. Uh, we had them back in 2018, so they they did a, a magnificent job back then, and we got them on board now. Um, Mountain Dew, Red Bull, the Yankees, the Parks Department, Macy's, Gatorade, they're, 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 you know, they're all back. Nice. Um, showing love and support. So those who are interested in a team, whether for this year or next year, you can always contact us on social media or at hoopsinthesuninc at gmail.com. That's hoopsinthesuninc at gmail.com. For teams, for sponsors, inquiries, if you want to come out there and you know, you know, just check it out and stuff like that. The schedules are, are being made as we speak, so that got to go up uh, at least by Monday or Tuesday. But everyone's invited: fans, parents, kids, uh, high school, college, NBA, overseas, all that good stuff. Um, should be should be a really fun summer, man. And you know, you made a great point there, Randy. Maybe you can't get a team this year, but, you know, don't sleep. Don't wait too late. Get your team ready. <laughs> Find out how you can get a team together for next year. Just reserve a you're, spot and worry right about getting the team together later. <laughs> you're right, because that, that waiting list <laughs> kind of, from last year is kind of backed up. So, you know, we, we, we you know, of course, we try to accommodate everybody. I mean, it's just impossible. But if you're really interested, hit us up on social media, Hoops in the Sun, IG, Twitter, at uh, our email at hoops in the sun inc at gmail.com. And the best part about that, you, know, you guys, what you guys do is it, it's a professionally run and safe uh, area. Uh, everybody, everybody's cool. Everybody does the right thing. And, and listen, it has to be that way. Otherwise, you all wouldn't have been doing this for 21 years, Randy. Let's be honest. If, if, if it wasn't run right, y'all wouldn't still be doing it. Listen, man. Most most marriages don't last twenty <laughs> twenty one years. Just doing this for the community and it's fun. They're, they're, trust me, there are ups, there are downs, there are days you just like, man, I can't deal with this. But then it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, what am I doing it for? Who am I doing it for? And mm. then you have a lot of people too who, who really look up to you um, from the business side, from the professional side, from the basketball side. That you know, there are people who. Come to us and say, "Listen, I want to. I want to work with you guys. We got some of youth on board too. Um, people who just want to run their own tournament, and, and we give them the advice on what to do. So, it. I want people to know that we do impact the city. We do impact the community, and that we really appreciate their love and support. Because without them, there is no hoops in the sun. I say that every single year. Without the fans and and whatnot, we, we, we can't do this. So we can have a game, but if you're not watching it, then it's like, what are you doing it for? So um, I look forward to the summer, man. Uh, can't wait another week and a half. We're going to rock out. It's going to be fun. Last thing, Randy, and I always ask you, and you're your brother, and I always love the response, and I think it changes a little bit more every year as you get to do it. Um, uh, your dad, 
and I know he's with you. I know he's there as you're planning. He's right there. You hear his voice, you, you know, but if he were here physically, what would he be saying about how this tournament has grown from the time he started it with his two little guys? Uh, I mean, if he, if he was still around, I know he'll be at the beach having his own little section, little <laughs> chair and drinks in a tent. Like, you you ain't got to do nothing no more, Pops. You know, me, mm. me and Joe got it. And um, just to see what it to see when we started it and what the landscape was of just basketball and streetball sponsor-wise. You know, to me and my brother, that was the golden era. And that, mm. that's something that, that's something you cannot replicate. You know, mm. whether it's streetball, NBA, basketball, uh, football, baseball, there is a golden era that you still try to, that you still want to get to, but you just can't because it's it, it just impossible. And I feel like, you know, him bringing us into the golden era of streetball with the likes of Junie Sanders and John Strickland and Darren Phillip and, you know, Crabby Young. And there's so many, you know, Sticks Legends. and Kareem Reed and so many people that it's like, all right, now we, we it's, 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 uh, it's on us to create that next star. And we've, we've been doing it every every single year that we can to promote the next high school player, to promote the next 21-year-old kid, the next 21-year-old girl who's going to co- come out of this and go overseas or go to WNBA or go to the NBA and get a high school, whatever, tryout. So that's been on us. I think if he sees the work that we've been doing, like my dad would not have been into social media. He wouldn't care less about that. You know, he'd be like, you know, y'all got that. <laughs> and I think he'll be proud because we've, We've elevated the tournament, not just from not just from a basketball standpoint, but more like an event standpoint. A branding, it's known all over the all over the city. It's known all over the country, um, and just how hard we work to try to make everyone happy and to bring a top-notch talent to the city to play. And working with some of the great companies, like I mentioned, with Gatorade, the Mountain Dews, the Yankees. Um, to continue to support it even after his passing has been a blessing for us. But him in today's society and, and world of, of streetball and basketball, he was like, I, can, I, I can't do that. Mm. You know, you guys are doing a great job. Like, some, there'll be a day where he might say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to stay home. Cause I, I, I trust you guys. And mm-hmm. like, like I mentioned earlier, we're young, minority, Puerto Rican. It just, you know, I just feel like he would have been super, super proud of us. Sure. And, like, to see where the brand has been for 21 years and the kind of rep- and the rapport and the networking that we've done is at, at that beach, Larry, to do the outdoors and the hot sun and people complain about the sun, the parking, the location. I got to drive there, but I promise you this. After all that and when you get there, it's like, man, how come I wasn't here a long time ago? And that's the one thing I keep telling Every team, every coach, every player, every sponsor, this is what you hear about. You see it on social media, IG, Twitter, that's cool. Or on TV, that's fine. But you got to be here physically to see what this is all about. I can only do so much to sell the brand to you until you get here. Whether you're a college guy, an NBA guy, high school guy, when you get here, you're going to be like, holy crap, I should have played it a long time ago. I want to put a team in next year. And that's the, that, that's the thrill I get that these players want to come here every single year to play in the hot sun, 40 minutes run up and down. And you can't get that nowhere else in, in, in New York City. So that's, that's, that's my 
mantra. That's my thing, and because you can't, you hoops in the sun at the beach is a different monster. It's a different location. If you could play at the beach, you could play anywhere in New York City. Your dad would be proud, my friend. No question about it. He would be proud. Randy, give Thank our regards to your brother Joe Jr. And listen, man, you and the staff have a great tournament. I'm gonna sneak up there and see you. I'm not gonna tell you I'm coming. I'm just gonna pop up. <laughs> I'm just gonna pop up, and uh, you guys just just continue the great work. And you know, come back and join us in the middle of the tournament or near the end, so we can talk a little bit how it's going and and what's happening as we get towards championship weekend. All right. Hey, listen, man. If anything, you know. Crazy goes out there, uh, happens out there on, on, on a positive note. An NBA player, whatever, I'll, I'll let you guys know. But from the bottom of my heart, man, you, Ray, you know, we go back and we definitely mm-hmm. appreciate the love and support you guys have shown us year in and year out. Uh, hopefully, one day we get back into the studio together. Yeah, and we, we got out. Yeah, we exactly, got fun like that. Thank you, man. I definitely appreciate this. Our pleasure, my friend. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Take it easy. That wraps up this edition of New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. We thank you for listening. We'll join you this evening during the week on ESPN New York Tonight with Gordon Damer and right back here next Sunday morning on New York Sports and Beyond. For my all-world producer, the legendary Ray Santiago, and the coach, Anthony Pusick, I'm Larry Hardesty. The conversation continues right here on 98.7 ESPN New York.